Alright, we're live. Okay, now I can barely hear you again, but what were you just saying? I said we're live. Okay, now I hear you. Yeah, so basically, I woke up today, uh, got my paperwork from the office lady. So now I could turn that shit into food stamps on Monday. Okay, right on. Yeah, I just gotta wake up a little early so I could turn it in before my appointment. Right on, right on. I mean, if I didn't, if I didn't hate the strings that were attached to that handout in this street, I'd be uh, taking that shit. But uh, all those the strings come with whatever deal the state legislature and the state. Uh, the state, uh, when well, state legislator and the state, the state uh, assembly made with the real estate developers in order to let the real estate people raise the rents that high in return for us getting the food stamps. That makes me not want to get the food stamps and say, fuck it. I just won't pay rent when it's warm enough and when it is warm enough or when it's that cold, then I'll go fucking back to a horrible place like births and shit and pay that cheap rate because everybody else is charging too too much rent and I'm not going to pay most of my check in rent the way that the real estate people want to make us do that and then oh but then you can get the rest of the money in food stamps fuck that shit well that's if you take that route but yeah, I know no, how just... much you hate HUD exactly man I'm, I'm just like that is that deal with the state assembly and the state, uh, the state, uh, what's the other group? The state assembly and the state, uh, Senate made with real estate developers was really fucked up. Yeah, because here in Ohio, I only pay like a fourth of what I make to rent. state didn't people didn't get the deal they've got here in this state i mean that's one way that as much as the republicans are really lame they uh didn't take the cheesy real estate deals that the the, the democrats in california took yeah damn the democrats in california are pretty savage no they're just uh that lame part of corrupted <laughs> Like they'll give you lots of handouts, but they won't give you a hand off the street. <laughs> well, no, they'll give you a hand off. I mean, this is what really bugged me. When I go and call, like, this idiot at the motel who, like, is telling people, call 211 LA, whatever this number that he told us to call. I call the fucking number, and the only thing they care about is finding, uh, is finding people to, uh, to be their next pariahs. It's like, if you're calling our number, that means you're going to go to get a COVID test. And I'm like, fuck you. I got the phone. It's like, you're not making me your next pariah. Fuck that shit. Yeah, it sounds like he was trying to set you up. Yeah, I think it was true. I don't think that dude knew how much of a setup it was. Like, I think if he knew how bad that it like, who told him to tell everybody that 
is on the street that's hanging out that's hanging out too long in front of his motel to call that fucking number like was it somebody from the city that told this dude from the motel to tell everybody that or why is he telling everybody that when it's just like a really joke yeah so I gotta get up at like probably 7.30 or some shit and uh, go to the food stamp office and get my paper scanned yeah that was what I did uh, like which day was it it's like Tuesday Tuesday or Wednesday yeah no it's Wednesday like Wednesday I wound up waking up really early to go to this lame uh, LA housing place where they just get put here fill, you know have us go fill out this form go fill out this form we're going to ask you two questions and then we're going to ask you to show to, to show us your ID a couple times and then we're going to offer you some free food that we got laying around that I didn't want to take and it's like okay that's it uh, we'll call you later I still never got a call from those people yeah because they'll give you a hand out but not a hand up <laughs> I don't know, you know, like whatever handouts they were giving away, I just was didn't care about because all they cared about was wanting to see my ID a bunch of times and wanting to get my name a bunch of times. And it's like, okay, why do you keep asking me for my name and then keep wanting me to show you my ID for some fucking reason? And then you just take off. Like I don't I don't get that. <laughs> and then uh I went back to sleep after I got the paperwork and uh, got up, took a shower. Then I went to, well, you know, I ate some uh, chicken fried rice. Uh, See, I tried to, I made a mistake of trying to get, because, like, I could eat a large pizza like two weeks ago. It was so hot today that, you know, like my brain was bigger than my stomach. My stomach could not handle a large pizza. I should have gotten the medium. I'm trying to eat this large pizza and it's like, I can't handle this. And I just like had to throw, throw it away and shit. It's just like my stomach can't handle it. It's just too hot to to eat that much. uh, Yeah, you don't want to get the itis while you're in the sun. Yeah, no, no, I, I could not get, I, my brain might have had the itis, but my stomach did not have the itis. <laughs> I felt really stupid because this dude from this yogurt place has offered me yogurt, and I'm like, I feel stupid. I've drank more soda than I've eaten this pizza, and I'm, I got this pizza, and I got to do something with it because I can't eat this shit. <laughs> it's just like, Why don't you damn. just save it for later? I just like, it was just stupid. It's like I got this pizza. I don't know where I'm going to put it. It's like there's no room to put it nowhere. It's mm. like I just like said, fuck it. I can't eat it. I got it. I just got to throw it. It's been, I've been sitting here for it's like two in the afternoon, and I am not. I am not hungry. <laughs> so that's like shit. And then I went to the church meeting. And they were basically talking about, are you willing to put God 
Well, make your decisions based off of God's will and not your own. Okay, well, I think everybody should only do their own will and not will worry about uh, the, the will of the horrible creator. Everybody needs to do their own will. That's why, you know, we have a stubborn iron will. We need to follow our stubborn iron will. <laughs> yeah, but then I realized last month that I'm not as willing to let... God lead, lead my life as much as I thought I was, so that's good that I'm, you know, making self-discovery, you know, I got improvements to make. What, what do you think would be an improvement? Like, like actually studying my Bible every day and shit like that. Okay, I mean, I don't know, like when I was on that trip, I mean, I tried doing it for different times when I was on that trip and uh, sometimes I'd get into it I mean usually I could get into it as long as it wasn't school happening like as soon as school was happening then going on that trip was a lot harder because it's like okay how do I survive you know like I got these people at the school and unless I you know like unless I pay this certain amount it's like I'm paying for my own classes and I'm supposed to do good in these classes and shit because I already paid the money for it. Like, when I had to deal with that shit, then everything was about trying to get my work done before the next day, and they'd always pile up more work for you to do the next day, and uh, all that stuff kind of fell through when I was on that trip and, and uh, school was happening. Yeah, that's basically what I'm dealing with right now. I'm fucking putting school first. But once this well, school shit is over, I can focus on reading my Bible and doing step work. I don't know. See, I was like, I was good at doing that shit, but like when I was on that trip in, in the summertime and shit, whenever school wasn't happening as heavy, but when school was happening heavy, that was a very, uh, that was hard to be on that trip. So I just couldn't. It was just too hard. Like, I'd have to wake up early enough just to finish my work. And, uh, I don't know. It was just fucked up. I just remember when I finally dropped out of college in 92, like, that was a heavy thing. But then I wasn't, uh, I don't know. I wasn't, uh, I don't know. I don't think I was really getting back on that trip. Like, pretty much the whole time I was on the trip, I wasn't really as much into it. I mean, I'd say that last year, before I started really, uh, before the church people started bagging on everything that I was doing and making it a part of, of uh, like, putting me out on the spot, like, if you work for Prop 215, that's a really bad thing, and... and Prop 215 is of the devil and all this fucking bullshit and it's like okay you're gonna put me on the spotlight in your scene because it's a week before the election and you're gonna make it part of your service to you know because you probably saw me with my Prop 215 sticker and that I was getting signatures and shit and you decide to fucking to put the spotlight on me and like this guy here works for Prop 215 that's a bad thing and blah 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 and at that point I'm like fuck this shit and uh, that's when I just said, fuck this shit. 
I'm, uh, you know, your place is just, is just, uh, bagging on everything that I'm doing. I don't really want to go here. Uh, I, mean, I think I wrote my, I wrote my mom a letter saying, I'm not going back to that place after what happened last week. You know, this is everything I worked on. And if they're going to bag on me, I don't care. You know, I started questioning shit. I think we wound up going to some weird Rasta church the next week, which they, they didn't seem to do that together and everything they were doing. And the only reason why I wanted to come back there was because this chick that I knew in, uh, that I dug from high school was there. But I decided that's a dumb reason to go to a place. And uh, for like the next bunch of years, I was questioning shit after that. Brought me to where I was at after uh, when I stopped being a Jesus hippie. I probably, I mean, I don't know what the ceremony of being unbaptized entails, but uh, depending on what that is, I probably need to do that ceremony. So we'll see. Yeah, and then and then I was talking to some guys in the meeting and they're talking about how in sober living, you know, they've got dudes, you know, that are cutthroats and they're not serious about getting recovered and stuff like that. And, you know, how one of the guys is saying that he's stealing. Okay, well, that's pretty lame. Someone starts bragging about that shit. <laughs> That's just like, I just remember when this chick comes in. Well, like, they're this, this, this dude in the, in, the, in the house, I mean, she starts bragging about ripping people off, and it's like, and then, like, everybody's gone, and you want to let want me to let you back in the house after you just bragged about ripping people off and shit? Fuck that. I'm the only one in the house. I ain't let me back in there. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, like... You know, like they weren't bragging about it, but they were saying that it's a problem in their lives, you know. And, you know, I was telling the dude, you know, like the stealing thing was like, you know, I was telling the dude the stealing thing isn't good because if man isn't slick enough to humble you, then God will humble you. And, you know, he and I was telling him about how I used to steal from people. And he's like, oh, you know, he's acting like he's doing something different because he's stealing from businesses. Well, I mean, a lot of people feel better snagging from them. You know, it's a lot of them deserve it more. But, you know, that's still just, I don't know, you've been ripped off. It's, it's not fun. It's fucked up, but I don't know. Yeah, like, it's just, like, stealing is stealing. Like, somebody's getting burned. Like, what, he doesn't think that, you know, dudes are getting fired because you're sitting up talking about how you stole over $1,000 from a store. Okay, I got to do something. Just what I thought. Okay, can I call you back? Yeah. Okay, because they're tapping my phone again. All right. Okay.
You back? Yeah, I'm back. Hopefully we won't hear that fucking sound again. Every time I hear that sound, which is usually... Uh, well, it's something else that's bugging me, but we'll, we'll stay on your trip for now. My trip's a different trip. Yeah, but like basically my whole point to him was you're stealing from somebody in one way or another. Because the business is owned by a person, whether you try and distance yourself from that thought process because they have insurance. It's like, you know, if you're sitting up looting stores and shit, we saw that with the 2020, well, 2021 riots and shit. People were looting and then those businesses got closed down and then people got fired. You know, it's like you're hurting somebody no matter who your source of stealing is coming from. Security guards are getting fired because they didn't see you steal over a thousand dollars from their store. It's like you think the dude isn't gonna get fired over that, you know. So him trying to, you know, act like it's not as bad because I'm not stealing from people. It's like whatever, dude. But uh, you know, and then the other guy told him that basically, you know. Those guys that you're worried about, they're going to wash out because only, like, the statistic is, is that when you're in recovery, only one in three people are actually going to recover for, like, a year. So, like, two out of three are going to relapse in under six months. So that's basically what I was telling him, and then he's like, oh, I already did the already did this recovery thing and I had 11 months and I've worked in recovery so you know basically couldn't nobody tell him shit but it's like dude you relapsed you know okay, you just like walked away from the mic where it got all computer again no, I'm not moving it's just the signal is fading in and out you know, that's really fucked up. It's hard to tell what you're saying in the show when the signal goes like, like, is there a way to improve the signal? No. Oh, that sucks. Usually me turning the speaker on and off usually gets it to work. Okay, well, that, that, that helped. Yeah, so basically, you know, you couldn't tell the guy shit, you know, he's acting like, oh, I've worked in recovery. It's like, dude. Okay, hmm? That just, your signal did its thing again. Yeah, and so basically, you know, the dude is kind of hard-headed, you know, he's just, you know, acting like he knows everything. It's like, dude, you're only a few months clean. It's like, you should listen to somebody who has experience where you've been at and who's got two years on you where you got a few months. You know, that's why I quit trying to, you know, explain my point to the guys because they want to make excuses for how they're fucking up. So it's like, you know. Okay, I don't know. I lost the signal, I guess. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, so basically I quit trying to argue my points because they were kind of trying to make excuses for their shit. Okay. Well, you know, for them it's good reasons. For you it's not as good of a reason. 
Yeah, pretty much, but, you know, that's what's like. I'm just like, eh, you're probably gonna fucking realize if you're stealing just like when you were using drugs and you're fucking, you know, acting like you can't be told shit because you've done it before and failed. Well, yeah, man, that sounds like somebody's about ready to, uh, who probably already has, if, if they're on that trip, but who cares? As someone who's not on that trip, I guess I don't care. Yeah, but, uh, and then, uh, one of the church dudes says, like, he says he'll do a feature on my album, but we'll see, because he's got kids and a wife and all that shit, so I don't know really how much time he has to do it. Yeah, probably not much. He's got all that shit going on in his life. But, uh, yeah, that was, uh, pretty much my day. Okay, well, my day, uh, started out pretty weird. Uh, woke up, uh, and I felt like I got a little bit better asleep, although wasn't able to fall asleep till, like, some point after 3 in the morning, because some dudes were, like, shooting firecrackers real close to where I was, which didn't help me sleep, and then they were like, some other people were racing around and shit, which also didn't help me sleep. It's a lot of weird shit up until three in the morning that I couldn't get to sleep, and then finally, you're like, at three in the morning, three or four in the morning, some weird chick is doing some lame, I don't know, what do you call it? I'm, I'm like listening to someone do this lame, uh, what do you call it? Like one of those, like where rehab people try to, to do an intervention on somebody. Mm-hmm. And it's like this chick, it's like three o'clock in the fucking morning. And she's like, and we got you on video doing this and blah, blah, blah. And we think, you know, we think you should, we think you should, should go into recovery and blah, 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 blah. And I'm falling asleep to this. And, uh, so I sleep and then I wake up and it's like 6.37 something in the morning, but that means at least I got a few hours of sleep, which helped heavy. And, uh, but then I woke up and it's like, okay, how did my damn zipper get opened and when did it get opened? So somebody must have opened it while I was asleep and they stole this plug that I had like that was attached to this battery so now I probably I don't know when when uh, when I can't charge this thing up again I'll probably have to go back to uh, spending a lot of time at Starbucks whenever I have the money because <laughs> uh, that plug got snagged and I don't have uh, really any way to charge the battery without that plug. Yeah, that's the nature of the beast when you're sleeping on the streets. Yeah, but luckily they only got that, I think. When I checked, that's the only thing they got, but that's still... God damn it, someone was like... opening my shit up while I'm asleep. Like, now I gotta, like... Now I gotta remember to put my... 
arm on this part of my bag every time I go to sleep so they can't do that shit again. It's just weird the amount of shit you gotta like try to make sure your zipper stays closed and shit and all this shit. Cause I don't know, like when that got open when I was asleep, that was pretty fucked up. But so, so I woke up to finding out that that was missing. And then, uh, I don't know, I'm like waking up and talking to Stuart Anthony, who's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, I don't know, it was weird, uh, I don't know, it was, it was a very, uh, I don't know, it's weird, uh, so like I discover that and then I go talk to this friend Anthony. I get uh he helps me get some coffee, which is uh part of what I wanted when I woke up. Uh then I uh am just thinking about shit that's depressing me because you know the real world is still fucked up and I really gotta do something about the real world. You know, I had some some herb that, that helped a little bit. But uh, tomorrow morning, the real world's gonna bug the shit out of me again. I mean, I got some herb, but I was, wasn't thinking about it so much. Uh, I mean, I just like gotta work on the real world. It's, I gotta make something happen so the real world gets good. You know, that's like everything that matters is the real world getting good. And I really don't know how to make that happen yet. But uh, I mean, I think it's gotta happen soon. I don't know, we'll see. I'm not sure. Uh, What's going on? I don't know where where to get into that, but uh, I don't know. So it was like I don't know. It was like uh, I don't know. It was a weird situation. It was. Uh, so anyway, so I'm like tripping on everything that's bot, you know, that's bugging me, and you know, knowing I got to do something about it, and thinking about that shit. Eventually, I wound up going to the bathroom because I didn't know how late it was. And go to the bathroom, I come back out, I trip out a little bit, and finally decide to start moving faster because I don't know. I just felt like this thing of like. I don't know, like, I just felt like going, okay, power from Satan means, like, I can't be slowing anything down, you know? So I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta get, get up and get on the bus. Like, everything just was like, I gotta get on the bus. I wanted to go, you know, just go to my old neighborhood for a little bit, dig that scene, and then all of a sudden I get on the bus, and I get a call from somebody on the phone, you know? And I'm just like, fuck this. 
As soon as I get on the bus, the phone starts ringing. It's like, this is the same bullshit that happened to me earlier. Fuck that. So I'm just like, fuck that. I'm not going to answer the phone. And then I'm riding the bus. And uh, somewhere in the middle of the bus ride, these weird... I don't know, these weird dudes were fighting, and I don't know who's fighting against two. I'm not sure if it was, like, two rival gang people fighting or, or someone fighting about something that I half might have agreed on one of the people with or whatever, but I'm just hearing all this stupid fighting, and then dudes are fighting left a bus, and I'm like, it was still before my stop, and then I finally get off on my stop at a bus, and then I find out who called. And it was and it was Russell and I'm kind of why you know, like why you called me yesterday and you called me again and so like why do you keep calling me over and over again just like to see how I'm doing and shit like that's really bugging me I mean it shouldn't bug me but it's like God you're calling me so much and then the day before I leave my cell phone charger disappears the day I come into the house something just my phone disappears for like three or four days and shit it's like all that shit is just bugging me and then like as soon as i get on the bus i get a phone call and it's you know making me feel like okay maybe i'm being paranoid but i just feel like you're trying to track me and shit it's like fuck this anyway so i'm like okay so then i go get my munchies but then i couldn't eat it because it was just like i could not get the itis because it's too hot and i wasn't really thought I was more, I should have just bought a medium pizza and I bought a large and I couldn't handle eating a large today. It was too hot. And uh, so then I go and try to go through all this shit, trying to figure out where to throw away this uh, pizza and everything else I had and found a place to throw everything away, but that took forever and a lot of wandering around this Walmart grocery store that I didn't want to really wander around in that long, uh, which was a pain in the ass. And then I go back on the, I don't know, I go back across the street and eventually the bus comes and I get on the bus just because I'm like, okay. Because I finally, someone had a water on the fucking, like on a pole, like on this, just on this one area, there was just a bottle of water sitting there. And I'm like, there's a bottle of water. Nobody's there. I'm thirsty. I'm taking this bottle of water because I was thirsty. And that, that helps. And uh, uh, and I'm just like, that helped, but then I finished the water, and then I'm like, okay, now I got to piss somewhere. And so I'm like, okay, I better get on a bus so I can go where I can piss. So I get on the bus, I make it to where I can piss, and I sit down, and it's like, okay, it's, it's like... Uh, I don't know. It's like uh, I was, I don't know, took a piss, came back, went back outside and took my shoes off, socks off for a little while to get the, so that uh, they wouldn't start getting painful. Like I was trying to take my shoes off for a good, I don't know, at least two, three hours uh, in the day nowadays when it's uh, warm outside so that uh, the feet won't get as bad as they did when I first got got out here last uh, summer when my feet got really bad. 
Like the more I take my shoes off, the less my feet get bad. That's uh, helped a little bit. So I was just thinking about the bunch of the weird shit that's going on in my head. And uh, and I trip out on these weird uh, uh oh. Okay, wait, they're still doing this shit with the the, the phone tapping. Let, let me let me call you back. Alright. Okay, let me try again because they're they're really trying to tap me. They're they're really trying to fuck with me too much now. Fuck you. Stop paying attention to my calls. He's totally afraid of it. Uh, yeah, I was a numb robot back then. 
But okay, was, most of my childhood was being a numb robot, so shit. But that it? Okay, I'm trying to remember what I was thinking about when, when uh, you called the phone. Oh, I was, uh... Yeah, talking about your phone giving me shit when I'm trying to leave a message, and then, uh... Whether the... Hopefully we won't hear that same sound again on the phones. Hopefully they will have stopped trying to... Follow what cell phone channel my phone is on now. <laughs> I switched it a couple times this time when it started doing the same shit over it again. I'm against monitoring. I'm not going to let you monitor our podcast. If you want to throw me in jail, fucking throw me in jail. Fuck you. And that was it for your day. Um, well, no, let's see what else happened. Okay, so I chill out. Uh, this woman gets me some water. That's That, like, helped my throat. That's what I really needed. Probably at some point when I'm done with the pod, or when I'm done with one segment at least of the podcast, or I don't know when, I don't you know, I might try to get more, uh, and at least water or lemonade or something uh, to drink, because that's what I really need is just stuff to drink. To cool my throat, but in the indoor restaurant setting with the air conditioning, that is, my body is not reacting to that good inside. I think I need to get a shirt and a jacket to, for my body to semi-handle that, and I still don't know if it'll handle it really good. Because, <laughs> damn, my body is just like... I don't know, it's a little... In some ways, thrashed a little bit, but that's just what my body's doing. <laughs> Doesn't seem as bad as it was... Uh, I don't know. Doesn't seem as bad as, as other times, but uh, it's all a trip. That it? Scout? Yeah. So, was that it? Um, let me think. Uh, yeah, besides drinking the water, and then you called like after I took a, a couple of hits of weed, I think, and then or one or two hits of weed, and then you called. What had a leftover a joint? Say again. Had a leftover roach. Yeah, just someone like gave me a hit off a roach. Which was pretty cool. Although a very blunty roach. <laughs> it is a trip. Ah, uh, the poor man's... Seagans? I said the poor man's weed, the blunt. Well, no, it's just... Uh... 
I don't know. Like, I got introduced to the blunt probably maybe two years after there was a, a, a rap song in 94, like when it was just starting to join the hip movement that was happening. There was a, this song called I Want to Get Blunted, My Brother. And uh, like two years after that song, I heard that song is when I tur- took my first hit off of Blunt, which was around some point in 1996 in Venice. <laughs> and uh, Manu gave me a hit off this, or gave me some hits off this Blunt. And I'm like, eh? tastes good, it hurts my throat a hell of a lot more, but, you know, or I don't know if it tastes good either, but hurts my throat a hell of a lot more, but okay, it's weed, but damn, that tobacco tastes really nasty. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, welcome back to the Kyle Chaos and Aaron Order show. I'm your host, Aaron Order. And I'm Kyle Chaos. And today we got an hour of NPR. Okay, well, what day is today? Today is Friday. Yeah. Oh, shit. NPR might be pretty bad because it's a Friday night. Friday night means that a lot more lame human interest stories on NPR. It's like weekend means NPR's website sucks a hell of a lot more. <laughs> well, the first story is shitty, so I'm gonna skip that. Yeah, what, what's the first story? One woman dominated the awards at a Virginia County Fair. Then the internet went wild. Okay, why did the internet go wild? It's a two-minute listen. Okay, never mind. I don't think I want to hear it. You're right. That is pretty lame. I don't want to know. That wasn't enough clickbait for me. Elon Musk says he won't buy Twitter. Oh, shit. That sucks. Okay, why won't Elon Musk buy Twitter? Well, that's fucked up for everybody who wanted free speech on Twitter. So much for that idea. Yeah, it's a three-minute listen. Okay, let's listen to that. Well, it turns out Elon Musk says he does not want to buy Twitter after all. The billionaire has written a letter to the social media company accusing it of not being upfront about the amount of fake and spam accounts or bots on the platform. He says the company has refused to give him the information that he says he needs. But can he really scuttle the $44 billion deal? Well, to help us answer that question, we're joined now by NPR tech correspondent Shannon Bond. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Elsa. Okay, so what exactly did Elon Musk say in this letter to Twitter today? 
Well, he accused Twitter of making, quote, false and misleading representations. And what he's referring to is this ongoing dispute you mentioned that he's had with the company over fake accounts. So Twitter has long said that less than 5% of accounts on the platform are fake or spam. But Musk thinks that number is much higher. And he says Twitter has refused to give him the data and information that he says he needs to verify the company's estimates. And so in this letter today, he says this is grounds for calling the whole thing off. Wow. I mean, it seems kind of weird that Musk would break off this huge deal based on the number of bots like is there more to it than that in real life yeah well, i mean almost since this deal was announced back in april when remember he part one of the things he said about buying twitter was that he wanted to clean up the spam and bot problem yeah um, musk has hinted if not just come out and said outright that he has cold feet about this deal and bots really are only part of it it, it seems pretty clear at this point back in april musk agreed to pay 54 dollars 20 a share for twitter and that seemed like maybe a low price at the time twitter had been trading much higher just a year ago. But since then, the market has tanked. Tech stocks, including Twitter, are way down. And that has fueled speculation that Musk may feel like he's now overpaying for the company. And he even said back in May he might try to cut the price he's going to pay. But what he's made clear today is he doesn't want to buy Twitter at all. So what's the response from Twitter? Well, the company's board chair, Brett Taylor, tweeted almost right away that Twitter is committed to closing the deal on the terms and at the price agreed, and that it is going to take Musk to court to do so. And legal experts I spoke with say Twitter has a strong case. The legal agreement Musk signed says Twitter can take Musk to court, they can sue him, to try to force him to complete the deal as long as his financing is in place. There's also a provision in this agreement uh, calling for Musk to pay a billion dollar breakup fee to Twitter if he walks away, you know, without a very sort of limited amount of reasons. But the experts I spoke to said, look, he could be on the hook for a lot more money if a court finds that actually he's the one that's breached the obligations in this agreement. Yeah. Okay. So legally speaking, it sounds like Twitter has a good case, but what does this kind of news do to the company? Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a protracted battle if it does go to court. Uh, It would go to court in Delaware. And, you know, that's just going to create a lot of uncertainty for the company and for employees who are already feeling very uncertain. You know, there's this big cloud hanging over with this, all of the antics around this deal, all of the uncertainty. You know, there's a hiring freeze in place. There are spending cuts. The CEO has already shaken up the top ranks. Employees are leaving. And I think a lengthy, protracted, expensive legal battle, even if Twitter prevails, you know, might leave the company even more damaged than it was to begin with. And so there's some real questions here about, you know, whether or not Musk ends up owning the company. What is the state Twitter is left in after this entire saga concludes? Yeah. (laughs) That is NPR's Shannon Bond. Thank you so much, Shannon. Thanks, Elsa. I don't know. I mean, I think that was a good reason to call the deal off, really. I mean, if, if the Twitter people won't tell you how many fake bots they have artificially hyping shit up, that is a pretty good reason to not to, to say fuck this, then you won't even give us the real information on how many fake robots you have and how many fake accounts you have. I mean, I think that makes a... Uh, Elon Musk have more credibility to me. I don't know. Like, how do you see it? I mean, I think he would be better off, like, negotiating for the company to be sold at a lower price. But completely pulling out of the deal after him 
going so hard about it for so long, it kind of seems a little premature. Okay, I don't know. I seem to think, you know, to me, like, listening to his reasoning, that they wouldn't give him a reason, and, like, they wouldn't tell him how many fake uh, bots they have on there. Like, that seems like a good reason to to say fuck it to the deal. I mean, you know, okay, like, you if it's... Your way of looking at it. If they got a bunch of bots, like, it's more wise to sit up and say it should be sold for cheaper. But... Mm-hmm. You know, if he's getting shafted and there are just a fuck ton of bot accounts on there, then yeah, he should probably pull out of the deal. That reminds me of that joke from that, um, that movie, The Interview. Where, uh, I said that reminds me of that joke from the movie The Interview on Netflix where, uh, the dude was with Seth Rogen. He's like, I'm pulling out. He's like, No, you're not pulling out. You're staying in. (laughs) Yeah, pretty weird. Sounds like something that son Gaju said to Gavin, Gavin Newsom one day. It's a possibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Gavin Newsom does live in the land of the gay in Bohemian Grove. Okay, well, I don't know anything about that scene, so, like, where is that supposedly? <laughs> Outside of San Francisco. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah, like, uh, Kevin Spacey, like, just, like, I saw a video earlier today where Kevin Spacey did some, like, movie or show, and he did a scene that was representing Bohemian Grove and, you know, explaining what it was and shit like that. Okay. Don't want to know. Not my trip. <laughs> Yeah, apparently a bunch of uh, leaders from America like going to Bohemian Grove to do gay shit. Okay, well, maybe that's, uh, who knows how much Gavin Newsom likes to do that when uh, we don't care. (laughs) There Kyle Chaos goes again, sounding homophobic. (laughs) Yeah, nope, nope. Don't want to don't want to know that shit. <laughs> Not my trip. <laughs> and then that Shinzo. That trip. It ain't mine. <laughs> Shinzo Abe killed at sixty-seven. Okay. Is there any new information, or is it the same old shit we talked about yesterday? Yeah, it's the same old shit. Besides, he's officially dead. Okay. So now, Shinzo Abe is officially dead now. We really officially established that he doesn't have a pulse. Woo! <laughs> okay, should we go to the next uh, article? Since we did this yesterday? Yeah. 
A blind golden retriever missing for weeks is found after its family gave up hope. Who cares? Let's go to the dick start. See, this is the kind of stupid shit that NPR does on weekends. What's making us happy? Recommend. Don't care. Okay. Don't care. Next article. If it's making NPR people happy, I don't give a shit. And then there's a book review. Nope, who cares? Coronavirus fact. No, that's more propaganda. And then some public interest story about guarding your energy. Okay, that's ridiculous. Uh, damn, NPR sucks today. What else? Because it's right, because it's the weekend. NPR usually sucks on the weekends on their website. But okay. Ukrainians have a special place in their hearts for Boris Johnson. Okay, why? That's weird. <laughs> yeah, let's listen to this one. Because why would anybody have a special place in their heart for Boris Johnson? I don't get that. Unless you're one of those chicks that he's fucking, why would you have a special place in your heart for him? <laughs> well, he's probably got a special place in their assholes. Well, maybe some gay dudes have a special place in their asshole for, for uh, Boris Johnson. <laughs> Okay, so let's see. Let's see what what is this? A listen or what is this? It's an article. Okay, so let's what's this article? Let, let's like see what the angle is and if there's anything interesting about it or not, or whether we should just skip this one too. <laughs> Many Britons are happy to see Prime Minister Boris Johnson go, but he'll be sorely missed in Ukraine. Okay, why would he be so missed in Ukraine? Oh, we had so much lovely weapons from him. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking, too. Johnson was the first leader to visit Kiev during the war. Oh, okay. Ukraine saw support from European Union leaders like Emmanuel Macron of France. Oh, okay, wait. The phone's doing the same. Someone's really out to fuck with my phone today. So I'm going to have to... They're just really out to fuck... They're, like, in, insisting on trying to record the podcast. Fuck you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do... I'm going to go up and I'm going to try to call... Let me call you right back. They're really fucking with me today. Uh, okay.
I'm fucking putting in the wrong goddamn code. Yeah, what else? Yeah, man. Well, we'll see how long before these fuck. They're so intent on listening to Jane's podcast for some reason. I don't know why it's so important to these, whoever these fucking cops are, whoever the fuck they are. They're these government people. I don't know, maybe Russell snitched on me or something. <laughs> Russell snitch. Snitch. Well, I don't know. I really don't know. I cannot get a <laughs> I'm just like wondering how come like first I hear my podcast being fucked with when I'm at the house and now now it's being fucked with when I'm on the street some point after uh, I got a call in and a call like as soon as I left on the bus from Russell I don't you know I, I'm tired of I'm not letting anybody fucking from the government cause me problems for doing this podcast if you want to put me in jail fucking put me in jail but stop trying to fucking keep targeting you know like listening to my show on your little cell phone shit fuck that shit you know maybe they just have a hard on for your voice Kyle Cam yeah there's some shit going on there's somebody some cop like listening in or some some shit going down as much as I've had problems with this today's episode Britain has spent more than two billion on military hardware and humanitarian aid for Ukraine, second only to the U.S. That's almost nothing in comparison. Okay, no, but, okay, that just means that England is the biggest kiss-ass to uh, uh, Joe Biden. That's all it means. It's like, Joe Biden wants you to go in on this war? Well, you're the number one military empire. I don't know what number we are. I don't know what number the British is compared to the U.S. when it comes to the military, but... When the U.S. Uh, it's up there. wants someone to kiss their ass, they usually go to, to, to England to get their ass kissed. With the, a tongue ass kiss, a French ass kiss. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, uh, it's like, you know, Biden says, well, you know, Boris Johnson, if you give us some, if, if, if you, uh, give us some money, you know, maybe, maybe uh, you can lick Joe Biden's asshole and shit. And you, know, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like, and, you know, like Boris Johnson, sure, us British people have always been licking you, you, you lame uh, uh, Americans' buttholes. But we've always been, you've all, we've always been licking your, your, your American bumholes. So, <laughs> It's okay, Biden. Let me stick my tongue in for 
way deep inside your bum hole. Yes, American ass has a, just a different flavor to it. <laughs> there it has Boris Johnson's British tongue probing through that little bum hole. <laughs> Okay, so typical. Welcome back to the Kyle Chaos and Aaron Order Show. I'm your host, Aaron Order. And I'm Kyle Chaos. And uh, we're doing the story about the Biden executive order. Okay, yeah, yeah, let's start on that one because we didn't really. Okay, yeah, let's do that one. So basically, as far as we got in the story after the... Hold on, Kyle's talking to somebody. Anyway, uh... Anyway, we're, uh... Anyway, where were you at? Uh, Biden trying to take incremental steps to preserve abortion access. Okay, okay, so, uh, what's, uh, his Department of Justice trying to do? Oh, yeah, nine states have banned, uh, abortion. Oh, yeah, so we got nine, and then there's, uh, 21 states that are going to be on the, uh, the, uh, Part of the country implementing the tyranny of Jesus. And then the Biden executive order pledges to ensure the safety of abortion patients and providers including setting up mobile clinics near the borders of states restricting abortion access. Okay. Right on. It also seeks to convene private pro bono lawyers to offer support to people crossing state lines to get an abortion. Okay, right on. I mean, in a way, this is like where... Where... uh... We can say we're fucking up their lame concept of justice. I don't know. In a way, because I mean, I should go on with what I, how much over, like, since I've been on the path that I've been, you know, from, like, 2001 on, I've, like, started believing less and less in the concept of justice because of the way I've seen justice usually turning into someone getting fucked with for some lame reason. Like, uh, I think of the story when, uh, Terry was, uh, fucking with Reggie when Reggie finally, like, wouldn't put up with Terry's shit when he was fucking with too many of us in the house. And <laughs> You're making it way more heroic than it actually was. Okay, to me it was pretty heroic. Especially for that dude. I thought it was a pretty heroic dude at that point. <laughs> but Okay. But I don't know. It's good to see the uh, concept of justice uh, working for something not so lame as as, uh, 
the way the Republicans want to work the concept of justice this time. But then when they want to work it on, when it comes to, uh, when they want to fuck with someone from another race, then the Republicans will go with uh, a really lame concept of justice. So... Like, basically, the whole situation with Reggie was, like, I was right there when he did it. So, basically, you know, he hit him with a stick, and it wouldn't have looked good for Terry to beat up some elderly old guy. Like, that's like beating you up. Like, how how manly are you going to feel beating up a blind guy? I don't know. I think he'd feel pretty manly after that back in those days. When he seemed to like fucking with a lot of smaller people back there. I think he's mellowed out a lot since those days. But man, when I first got there, he was... He was a pretty fucked up dude to be around. Like that whole first... How many months I was at that house when, when you were there, like, for... Like, I don't know, some point it was like... Things started getting weird, like, a little bit before you got there. And then it just got weirder and weirder until I left in February. And then... Like, I don't think it's actually fucking up justice because they're not actually stopping anything. They're just making it easier for people to get abortions. Yeah. It's like, hold on, I'm gonna make you travel less far to get your abortion. That's doing you a favor. It's like, it's still banned in your state. Yeah, but I mean, that's pretty much all that the Democrats can do now that the uh, Republicans have decided to... uh, bring back the tyranny of Jesus again and try to make everything like the goddamn 50s, early 60s again and shit. It's like rioting. It's a token gesture. Okay, how... What's a token gesture? What are you talking about? Like, basically, it's just something to give someone the finger you're not actually doing anything yeah probably i mean yeah it's definitely joe biden giving the republican you know like flipping the doing the the equivalent of flipping the republicans off another part of the order directs the secretary of health and human services to issue a report in the next 30 days outlining additional actions to protect medication abortion. Okay. Expand access on emergency contraception and IUDs. Okay, I mean, I don't know how many women went those. Am I... Well, my sister, like, I think that's uh, uterine devices, but, like, my sister, she has, like, one of those, like, birth controls that's injected into your arm. I think people like those more than... I don't think women really like the IUD thing. 
Yeah, I've seen uh, commercials for it on TV and shit. I've seen commercials for it, but I don't think it was really that popular. A lot of chicks really hated that shit. I mean, they, 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 they thought that was the most painful birth control device made from fucking doctors and shit. And increase public education around reproductive rights. Okay, well, that's, I don't know. Okay. The Biden administration. The Biden administration is also calling on the Federal Trade Commission to consider taking steps to protect the privacy of people who are looking for information about abortion services. Okay. And to help coordinate the administration's policies, the order will create a new task force, which is pretty corny, on reproductive health care. Okay. It's like we got a coronavirus task force. We've got a reproductive health task force. We've got a tranny task force. Okay. That's got to be a weird the tranny task force. Well, they have some kind of gay rights task force, if I remember correctly. Okay. I wonder what that looks like, like a bunch of marching drag queens. (laughs) I don't know, that sounds pretty scary. (laughs) We're gonna fight for your right to be gay. Yeah, it's like they'd have like the cheesy, like what's that cheesy, uh, uh, what is it, that, that, uh, that cheesy Queer Eye for the Straight Guy music. Dwee, 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 Booch, 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 booch. And that's the end of the article. Okay. But right on, you know, it's like the Republicans care about justice when it comes to unborn babies, but they don't care so much about justice when it comes to people from other races getting justice. So it's kind of uh, a concept that gets pushed around whenever Someone wants to push the concept. And then the uh, next story is Uvalde mayor says police didn't get an early chance to end the school massacre. Oh, this is uh, in Texas. Yeah, but that's just horse shit. They sat back and watched the shootings go on for an hour. Okay. So I just think he's trying to make excuses for them not doing anything. Let's see, are they good reasons for them not doing anything or bad reasons? I don't know. Um, know, Is this an article? Yeah. 
Okay, let's go into this. The mayor of Uvalde on Friday disputed a new report that alleges missed chances to quickly end the massacre at a Texas elementary school. Again, reflecting the lack of definitive answers about the slow law enforcement response to one of the deadliest classroom shootings in U.S. history. Okay. So people are thinking it's the cops that fucked this one up? No, it was obviously the cops that fucked it up. They set up a... They set up the triage unit. They set the cops up outside. They refused to let parents go in to save their kids. It's like, they literally did everything they could not to do something about that. Okay, so who is trying to give reasons why it was okay for the cops to react the way they reacted? The mayor of Uvalde. Okay, so what's his reasons that he's giving? Or what's in the article? Young Mayor Don McLaughlin said no Uvalde police officer saw the gunman outside Robb Elementary School before he went inside and that none of them had an opportunity to fire on the shooter. Mm-hmm. Yet again, an excuse. Okay. okay, wait, okay. What were the reasons again? Let's start this over again. None of the police officers saw the gunman before he went in the school. Okay, that's... Uh, is that a good or bad reason? It's an extremely bad one. Okay, what was the other reason? His comments contradict a critique of the decision-making by law enforcement that was released this week by tactical response experts at Texas State University. Is that another bad reason to use? Well, that's just an opinion, so I can't really say whether it's bad or not. Okay, so let's go to the next reason. More than six weeks after the May 24th shooting, questions remain about how and why police armed with rifles and bulletproof shields waited more than an hour before confronting the gunman in a fourth grade classroom where 21 people were killed. Okay, what was the reason? It wasn't a reason, like, they're saying why didn't they do anything when they had guns and bulletproof shields. Yeah, look, you're right, they're pretty bad reasoning. For over an hour. Yeah, that's pretty bad reasoning. Okay, and, and, and who's the one doing these bad reasons? Uh... Well, this was part of a report given by the Texas State University. Okay, so the is the university the one giving these bad reasons, or was is it uh, someone in the Texas government? The Texas mayor. Okay, the Texas mayor is the one doing all the bad. Okay, now who's the, the mayor of, of this town? 
Don McLaughlin. Okay, so Don McLaughlin is the one doing, giving all these really bad reasons for what happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's pretty much all that's in the article. Okay. Right on. Okay, so that's the end of the article? Yeah, they didn't have any new information beyond that. Okay, so should we go to the next article? Yeah. Okay. Services begin for the victims of the Highland Park attack. Yes. Who cares? I mean, okay, it happened, but I really guess... I just really don't care about the victims of the attack is just another reason to take everybody's freedom away, so fuck that. A major internet out outage in Canada disrupts ATMs and nine one one services. Okay, that's pretty fucked up, so what, what was this like an electrical outage or what was this? Uh, the telecom provider Rogers suffered an outage Friday, creating disruptions to internet, cellular, and cable services throughout Canada. Ah, so it's like what happened when uh, my phone got its service cut off uh, that one, like, Thursday afternoon, early night. <laughs> yeah. But this happened in, in, on Friday in Canada. Mm-hmm. Or it's like all of a sudden, oh, your phone service has been cut. And it's like, well, yeah, I can't get, can't get on, can't make a phone call. <laughs> it's like I was wondering why I haven't been getting messages. Now I can't get any of my, te- like all my text messages. Somebody's fucking with my phone with the text and shit. I haven't gotten a single text message since I've gotten uh, my new phone. <laughs> And I keep getting texts, and I never get the text. It's like somebody's just hacking my phone. Your notifications for text messages might not be on. Yeah, no, I don't think they're on at all. And then a major, well, the Wisconsin Supreme Court says ballot drop boxes aren't allowed in the state. Okay, well, it sounds like something that uh, the Republicans could do. It's pretty lame. But okay, that's Republicans being lame. Yeah, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
And then the Las Vegas Raiders have hired the first black female team president in the NFL. Okay. Well, I guess that's uh, another another thing uh, helping uh, some chicks to not have to fuck us anymore. <laughs> slipped only slightly in June with no sign of a looming recession. Okay, what's this about? And it's just the current hiring rates. Oh, okay. Okay, so I don't know. Who knows when we're who knows whether we'll get a recession or when and you know, when we had the inflation in the 70s, we got our recession at some point in the early 80s. Like 81, 82, or 81, really. It's like right when Reagan became president, that's when we got our started getting all the recession shit. Like maybe two, three months after Reagan became president, then we got in this huge recession. Mm-hmm. In like 81, 82, everybody was talking about recession. <laughs> you know, before the last recession we went through in 2008, before uh, Bush lost, before George W. Bush lost the election. <laughs> Most gun owners favor modest restrictions, but deeply distrust government poll funds. Okay. 
Uh, and now, should we go into it? It's a five-minute listen. Okay, yeah, let's listen to this. Last week, politicians often call for gun law reforms in the wake of mass shootings, including after the attack on a July 4th parade in Illinois, or when 19 children and two teachers were killed in an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas. There's a new poll from NPR and Ipsos out today. It shows strong support among gun owners for key measures like background checks. But it also reveals stark partisan divisions and clear limits to what people who buy and keep guns say they'll accept. NPR's Eric Westervelt reports. The NPR Ipsos poll shows that 84% of all gun owners polled and an almost equal percentage of all Republican gun owners support expanding background checks for all gun sales, including at gun shows and private sales. And 67% of all gun owners support raising the minimum age to buy any kind of gun from 18 to 21. Even a majority of Republican gun owners support that, according to the survey. Ipsos posters agreed to use first names only. We contacted some of them to expand on their thoughts. A Repu- Republican poll respondent named Amber is a police officer in Pennsylvania. She says too many young people today seem too quick to reach for firearms to settle disputes. When we were young, we'd go in the playground, they'd all beat the crap out of each other and everything would be solved. Today, unfortunately, everyone handles everything with a gun. So if we raise the age, that might also make ownership a little bit more responsible. Recently passed federal gun legislation includes incentive money for states to pass red flag laws, expands the background check system for gun buyers under the age of 21, and boosts money for mental health resources in schools and communities. It also adds dating partners to a law that prevents spouses convicted of domestic abuse from owning a gun, eliminating the so-called boyfriend loophole. The NPR poll shows strong bipartisan support for many of those measures, including red flag provisions that allow police to temporarily remove guns from people a judge has found to be too dangerous to have a firearm. Poll respondent and gun owner Christopher Montez of Connecticut says there are simply too many guns in the wrong hands. Background checks, red flag laws, and raising the age should be something that we as a country should be doing. Most gun owners, regardless of party affiliation, told us the main reason they own a firearm is to protect their family. And not surprisingly, a majority of gun owners told us it's more important to protect gun rights than control gun violence. But here, there's a sharp partisan divide, with a roughly 60-point gap between Republicans and Democrats on that question. And what to do about AR-15-style semi-automatic rifles, a weapon type used in many mass shootings, also divides gun owners. Poll participant Lizzie is a 45-year-old self-described conservative who lives in West Texas. She says she's fed up with the stream of mass shootings, massacres at schools, stores, and parades. She supports a renewed ban on AR-15-style semi-automatic rifles. I do support that because I think that we should be protecting our kids. We don't need to be losing kids like that. They should grow up and be who they want and fulfill their dreams. You know, they're just too innocent to die so young. New sales of those style weapons were barred by federal law for a decade before Congress let it lapse in 2004. Mass shootings went up threefold after it expired, though experts debate causation. President Biden wants a renewed ban on AR-15 style weapons. Polls show 61% of Americans favor that. What the hell? Can I say hell? <laughs> what the hell do I want with the AR-15 or whatever? 
That's a poll respondent named Fred. He's a 73-year-old Republican gun owner in Bakersfield, California. Fred wants to see AR-15 style guns outlawed, except for special police units and military use. It's made for war. That's what will make us is... That's what will make us as draconian is what's happening in Europe if we do that. I mean, I think it's these kind of weapons that the average person should be able to have and not just the militarized cops and the National Guard. Anyway, uh, you still there? Yeah. Okay, sh- uh, should we go on with more of the thing? Yeah. Okay, okay. That just, that just got me up with. It is made to kill, okay? Regular people have no business owning them. That's yeah, part of regular the problem people have as much business owning them. Because, I mean, this is the way we keep our country from becoming as draconian as Canada and Australia and fucking Spain and Austria and, and Germany and, and, and all those countries that have become that wound up being extremely draconian because they everybody like wasn't able to get weapons you know when they when they started banning the guns in australia and and in uh, new zealand that was the beginning of their turning into a draconian country the same like in canada that's what became you know and in europe turned them into becoming draconian countries I mean, the average person should be able to have that kind of weapon in the same way that the cops and the military has that kind of weapon if we want to keep our country from being as draconian as those countries. Fred and Lizzie appear to be Republican outliers on this issue. The NPR Ipsos poll shows just 25% of Republican gun owners back an AR-15 style gun ban, while 84% of gun-owning Democrats support that move. That partisan divide underscores the difficulty in generating broad support for restricting them. I'm not for banning any of them. If they're going to ban just ARs, that doesn't make sense. That's Christopher Montez, the gun owner in Connecticut and a political independent. There are so many other weapons that are semi-automatic, he says, that he believes canceling AR-15 style weapons will do little to stop gun violence. There are other high-powered, fairly high-capacity guns that don't look like ARs. And so are you going to not ban those? The poll also shows 76% of all gun owners and 88% of Republican gun owners don't trust the federal government to look out for their best interests, a number underscoring the difficulty in finding consensus to enact and enforce new gun laws. Eric Westervelt, NPR News. Okay, I don't know. I mean, that kind of was... The way they put the poll together, I think if we ban high-capacity weapons and AR-15s, that's the beginning to our country becoming as as, as draconian as uh, Canada and Germany and Australia and New Zealand and, 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 us, and uh, France and countries like that. That is, I don't think we should let that happen. Yeah. 
because yeah. the average person should be able to fight the militarized police in the national in the national guard especially as draconian as the laws got uh like what what we experienced between 2020 and 2022 uh, should have gotten people to say fuck this shit we're not gonna let this uh happen in our country like what's happened in europe uh in the past two years and in canada and in all those countries australia and new zealand all those countries Yeah, like, we basically, like, you know, the whole, we need to raise the age of gun buying, like, that shit's ridiculous. It's like, they act like people aren't gonna do mass shootings, like, the dude that just did the mass shooting, he wasn't some kid, he was a grown-ass man, it's like, that's not gonna matter. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't mean, I think that's, it's like... When all of a sudden they decided, oh, we got to make it illegal. All the all the places where people used to be able to drink when you were 18, now we got to make it so you can't drink till you're 21. Now we got to make it so you can't smoke a cigarette until you're 21. Now we got to make it so you can't buy a gun until you're 21. It's all this bullshit. It's just like, just means that the government has nothing better to do but create new restrictions and shit. Because, oh, every new restriction makes us so much safer. I'm not buying it, you know? <laughs> See if we're still recording. Twenty-seven minutes left. Uh, yeah, it's time to go to Yahoo. Damn, we did that much time in NPR. Yeah, the last segment, and then in half hour in this segment. Okay, I guess. Uh, I guess let's go to Yahoo. I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know like how much NPR we did today or did this. Uh, didn't think we did that much of it. Yeah, we did thirty minutes in the last segment. But how many how many minutes have we given them all together? Two hours. Oh shit! Okay, I didn't know we were doing segments this long. We started uh, NPR yesterday. Oh, okay, so I didn't remember when we started. Okay. I thought we just started them today, okay? That's why I said at the beginning of the podcast, we got an hour of NPR. Oh, okay. I didn't remember. Okay. That's what I mean. I know. <laughs> I'm just thinking of through some from a voice in my head, so I'm just like tripping. Okay. Telling me that a group of Luciferian chicks are pissed off at me and I know which group they are and I don't care if they're pissed off because they fuck with 
SNN for too long and fuck them. <laughs> but okay. We're not settling for the last we're trying to make us settle for. Fuck that shit. Okay, but that's weird thing in my head. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I won't belong in your trip anyway. But, okay. When it comes down to I still got to figure out how to make uh, something happen. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Okay, where are we at right now? Uh, Yahoo. Okay, so what are, what are we? Oh, we're starting Yahoo. Okay. Okay, so what's the first story on Yahoo? At least twenty states are sending cash to their residents. Yeah. Okay. Which states are sending cash to their residents? What's in the article? Uh, okay, they got a video. Okay. Uh, See, it's one of those ones with text messages or not. <laughs> no, it's got somebody talking. Okay, let's hear this. Welcome back. Persistently high inflation has some states, like California, sending checks to residents to help them fight soaring prices. But some say this could make inflation even worse. And joining us now is Douglas Holtz Eakin, American Action Forum president. And uh, Douglas, I get both sides of the argument here. We got in this predicament with inflation putatively because of fiscal stimul stimulus and monetary stimulus. But this $1,050 or whatever it is that California is, tar is targeting some of those lower income folks. So I'm just wearing, wondering where your organization uh, falls on this very divisive issue. Well, certainly I am uh, convinced that the American Rescue Plan, the $1.3 trillion stimulus in March of 2021, really kicked off uh, the push to higher inflation in the United States. Uh, you can look at uh, consumer price inflation in Europe versus the U.S. Uh, both of them share the global supply chain problems, and so uh, the inflation from that should be roughly the same. And in the first quarter of 2021, Europe's at zero, the U.S. is at about 1.4. Europe goes up about one percentage point every quarter in 2021. Uh, the U.S. goes up uh, three times that in the second quarter, right after the checks go out, and then continues to go higher. So I, I don't think it's too complicated to say that massive checks really kicked off this big inflation uh, problem. Uh, and now the states are getting into the game. Now, 
California sending checks one time is nothing like the federal government's uh, effort, but uh, it really won't do anything to solve the problem, which is inflation. What it does is temporarily disguise the inflation problem and hope maybe the Fed and other efforts can, can solve it in the interim. I at least think the states will, ought to look at some of the things they can do to affect the cost of living. They have taxes, they have regulations, uh, they, they deeply affect uh, the cost of housing, which is a third of the CPI, and, and they might want to look uh, close to home at things they can do to take some of the price pressure out and not just disguise it with checks. And we did see that most of those individual stimulus checks, most, most of those rolled out December of 2020 and March of 2021. We, we are over a year away from that period. Do we still think though, that those elements of those stimulus checks are still being filtered in and, and impacting inflation right now? I think they were more responsible for kicking it off than um, really providing a big push at the moment. A, a lot of it did get saved. Uh, you've seen calculations that center around two and a half trillion in uh, excess savings that came into this year, and some of that is the stimulus checks. So it helps sustain the demand in 2022 and thus sustain some of the inflationary pressures. But Fed's leaning against that. Uh, as time goes on, they become less and less significant uh, from the inflation point of view. But they did engender a sharp rise in inflation expectations, and now this is the number one threat to the Fed's hope for a soft landing. You know, if you go back to the inflation of the 70s and early 80s, it was persistently high expectations of double-digit inflation that ultimately drove the Volcker Fed to, to have the funds rate at 19% in order to break uh, inflation. We, this Fed wants to avoid being pushing its uh, rate up any higher than it has to, and getting inflation expectations under control is the key to that. Yeah, and we've had higher savings rates over the last year, maybe two years even. Uh, but now I'm seeing reports that some of that savings is being dipped into to cover higher costs because of price inflation. And I've also seen all these reports that cash on the sidelines is good for the stock market, but it can't be good if it's being used to purchase everyday household items. Well, this is the problem with inflation. It hits everybody, and um, not everyone is comparably, uh, uh, you know, prepared to, to deal with the inflation. So we worry the most about seniors, uh, seniors on fixed incomes. Um, they, they face a, a big inflation problem like everyone else. The Bureau of Labor Statistics actually calculates a re research uh, CPI dedicated to the elderly, and their inflation rate went from about 1.4% in January of 2021 up to 8% most recently. So they're facing the same inflation problem everyone else is. And that means every dollar they had in their, their pension, their savings, is worth nearly 10% less this year than it was last year. And, and that's a big blow with no offsetting uh, income elsewhere. So I, I think uh, we are seeing people dip into any extra savings that they did have to, to cover the additional costs of especially the necessities. Uh, I, I think it's not really widely appreciated that food, shelter, and energy are about 50% of the family budget. Those are necessities. And the year-over-year -year inflation rate in those necessity categories is over 11%. So it's worse than the top line. We're seeing uh, seniors and other households having to cover that cost, and they're using their savings to do it. And we know that there's been a lot of finger-pointing about what's contributed to inflation and, and solutions, what's working, what's not. At this point, though, what do you think are the most important things, both policy-wise and, and otherwise, perhaps things that Congress could do, to really actually make the biggest difference for the American consumer right now? I think the biggest difference will come out of efforts by the Federal Reserve to uh, aggressively uh, move rates from uh, far, far, far too accommodative to, to restrictive. Uh, that, that's the minutes that the Fed released today said they needed to as a matter of meeting their mandate. They intend to do that. They're going to uh, 
uh, trim back the portfolio, which will have further implications for financial tightening. So th that's the main fight against inflation. There are things, for example, that the administration could do. Uh, I have been surprised they've not moved to uh, drop some of the t tariffs on China. That would have a one-time effect, but it would be a beneficial effect, and I think uh, people yeah, would genuinely that. appreciate that. It's also true that they've continued to impose pretty heavy regulatory burden. Uh, they, they put about $200 billion in regulatory costs onto private businesses in the first year in office. Uh, that's way more than the Obama administration, which averaged about $110 billion a year. So uh, all those costs, uh, they get passed forward in inflation, and any place they can release them, they probably should. That's the end of it. Okay, did not say much about what states are getting a stimulus check, so I'm thinking there aren't really that many that are getting one. Oh, wow. Let me see. So California is sending one thousand fifty. One thousand fifty to who? Because I haven't heard of any of us getting any stimulus checks. I don't. You know, nobody's told. I haven't heard anything about it. It's called a middle class tax refund. So I don't okay, really that's think that's it's... why I don't make that much, so I won't get that. Okay, so we're not getting one. <laughs> that's for the people that make more money than I get. <laughs> Since I'm a poor person, I'm not going to get that. <laughs> so really, most of this article was some people saying what should the administration do to. to mellow inflation out <laughs> some citizens are receiving $850 payments and then over 5,000 miles away some Hawaii residents will soon be getting a tax rebate of 300 per person yeah, okay so if you're in Hawaii then you're getting that uh, Colorado dividend of 400 to a relief rebate of 300 in Delaware. Okay, so uh, where my sister lives, she, she might be getting some good stuff from Nick. Yeah, if she works and files taxes. Well, she does. So, so I far, she, all I don't know what are... she does for. I'm not sure which. I don't remember what my sister does now. I guess I should probably. I don't know. I guess it depends. Next, I don't know, maybe if I talk to her, I'll find out. I'm not trying to care one way or another. Um, Last time I talked to them was back when I was still at Burt's. So it's like around uh, that day that I was real freaked out, but that I that I cared what that my dad thought something good about me or something, and I'm like, why do I care? <laughs> the amount of times he criticized me all my life and shit, why should I care next? And then Hawaii... 300 per person. Uh, wait, I said that. Yeah, uh, we did that. We in, Colorado. 
in Delaware. We did Colorado and Delaware. Or we started Delaware. We didn't know what. So that's Biden's state. <laughs> Indiana with 125. Okay. New Jersey's Democratic Governor Phil Murphy recently signed legislation to mail checks for up to $500. Mm-hmm. Governor Henry McMasters <gasps> in South Carolina has plans for checks up to 800 for his state's residents. Which state's this? South Carolina. Yeah, okay. Illinois is set to give a tax rebate of $50, which ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Idaho, 75 mm-hmm. New York and West Virginia have programs to send checks to help homeowners in those states. Okay. Okay, well, I'll never get that one. I'm not one of them. Minnesota's providing $750 payments to frontline workers. Okay. Maryland sent out more traditional style checks in 2021, but is following up in 2022 with offers of up to 2000 in assistance. But only to households struggling with their water bills. Okay. And then Alaska has been sending direct payments to its citizens for decades via the state's permanent fund, which passes okay. along energy revenue to citizens. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, that was the main thing I was more interested in. Um, so what, should we go to the next article, or is there more to this one? Uh, Massachusetts, Kansas, and North Carolina. Well, they're, they haven't come to a decision yet. Mm-hmm. Virginia... Mm -hmm. Uh, giving $250 rebates. Yeah, and that's it. Okay. That's the main thing I was interested in finding out about. So where all these states that are getting all this bread.
Waiting for the page to go back to the main one. Okay. Damn. Nurse who received first COVID vaccine overwhelmed. Overwhelmed by what? <laughs> she got the Medal of Honor from Biden. Oh, okay. Big deal. Who cares? Let's go to the next one. Come on, cat cans. You got wood to see. Nope. That's just dumb NPR propaganda. Or Google. What, what is this? Yahoo propaganda. And then Abe assassination leaves Biden leaders outraged. Okay, why are Biden and leaders outraged? Let's go into this one, because this is kind of... Why would they be outraged about whatever happened to Japan? So yeah, what's in this article? How much time... How much time do we got in this segment? Nine minutes. Okay, nine minutes. Yeah, so let's go into this because I'm I'm interested in who's outraged about this. Leaders including including President Biden, outgoing British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, and Secretary of State Antony Blinken expressed their sadness over Friday's news. Okay, well, if they're sad, then that's probably a good day for the average Japanese person. If Blinken's sad, who are the other people that are sad? If Boris Johnson's sad, and who else is sad? Uh, Biden and Anthony Blinken. Yeah, if those people are sad, that means for ja- for Japan, it was a good thing. If Anthony Blinken and Boris Johnson and Biden are sad, then it's probably a good thing for everybody else. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing he died. He died bloody. <laughs> but probably, for, probably for Japanese people, it was a great thing, Dave, when he died. <laughs> he died a horrible death. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I bet Japanese people are fucking celebrating. Like, the people that really got fucked over in his administration are fucking popping, you know, what's the popping bottles of sake and shit, <laughs> playing drinking games and shit. <laughs> oh, Abe's finally dead! Abe's finally dead! <laughs> Yeah, Biden said he was outraged. If those dudes are sad, then that's a good day for Japanese people.
Anyway, what else in the article? Biden detailed how the two worked closely together when he was vice president. This, this kind of shit that just makes me just feel no sense of caring about it. You know, what else in the article? Uh, he was a champion of the alliance between our nations and the friendship between our people, Biden said. Okay, that sounds really cheesy. <laughs> but honestly, it doesn't sound like he... He was really a friend of the Alliance because he tried to ratify the Constitution of Japan where it wouldn't be a pacifist country anymore. Okay. Well, I guess the uh, people that wanted Japan to stay pacifist or piss I mean I don't know like I don't know like what else this dude did for Japan besides trying to keep it from being a pacifist country like uh, well he was supposed to be hyper nationalist okay well that was probably I don't know that might have been good for his country I don't know I mean it's just when all those people are sad and he must have done something to fuck over his people, or why would these assholes be sad about his death? Hold on a second, I need to fill up my paper. Okay. But, uh, above all, he cared deeply about the Japanese people and dedicated his life to their service. Even at the moment he was attacked, he was engaged in the work of democracy. Oh, that sounds so cheesy. I'm sorry, that just sounds so cheesy. What what else? I mean, this just sounds really cheesy. What else in the article? Speaking at the G20, well, at a G20 foreign ministers meeting in Bali, Indonesia, Blinken called the assassination profoundly disturbing. Oh, Blinken thinks it's disturbing. Oh, like, we really care what Blinken thinks. Big fucking deal. God damn. Blinken, you're such a fucking idiot. If Blinken's disturbed, then again, it's probably a good thing for the Japanese people. Former presidents Donald Trump and Barack Obama also paid tribute to Obama. Well, Abe. Okay. 
Yeah, what else in the article? I will always remember the work we did to strengthen our alliance. The moving experience of traveling to Hiroshima and Pearl Harbor together, and the grace he and his wife Aki Abe showed to me and Michelle, Obama said in a statement. Okay. Well, we only got 10 seconds left in the segment. Okay, uh, okay, so what should we need in this segment after? Like, what do we cover in Yahoo? Welcome back to the Kyle Chaos and Aaron Order Show. I'm your host, Aaron Order. And I'm Kyle Chaos. And uh, I guess tune in next time when we hear more about how we're being screwed with and how we're trying to stop ourselves from being screwed with. And uh, I don't know, was there any stories about us stopping ourselves from being screwed with? I don't know, maybe the Biden trying to act like he cares about stopping us from being screwed with would be... Abortion executive order, I don't know if that's, I don't know. I guess that's the only one you can kind of say from your perspective. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Mostly it was just us being screwed with again. But okay. Alright. Get out of here, you hippies. Well, this hippie's, uh, Balin. Probably gonna try and, uh, Get warmer clothes because I still want to try to drink some goddamn lemonade, and it's probably going to be freezing in that in that place now. So we'll we'll see what to figure what I'm going to do. <laughs> but right on. All right, peace. Oot. Peace, oot. Good Canadians. <laughs> hey.